Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Our first scripture today is our theme for the year. So if you have your Bibles, help me open to Revelations in chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'll read from verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, This thing says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. So, that's what the Spirit said to us concerning this year. I've explained this several times. Usually, you're waiting on the Lord to know what the year will look like. And sometimes, you just assume that he has spoken. And really, he must have spoken. But this year is rare. It's like, I think maybe this is the second or third time like that. I knew, long before the end of the year, what the year will hold. And all along the line, I just started hearing confirmation from everywhere. So that this year is a year of open door. Amen. Oh yeah, that is a year of open door. It's not in question. In the name of Jesus. And you know what really surprises me? Jesus spoke here. And he wasn't speaking to Judaizers. He wasn't speaking to unbelievers. He was speaking to the church. So to believers. So if we're going to look at... Whoa, I feel the fire. If we're going to look at the actual act of opening doors... For us Christians, the very death and resurrection of Jesus is an opened door. More so when we come, we've come to the place of accepting the work that he did for us on Calvary. Hello? Amen. Or how do you explain if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. A door is shut. And all things have become new. A door is now opened. And of course we know that everything he did for which he said it is finished are uh, made available for us while in Christ Jesus. And of course we know too that this grace and this work of grace is only accessed by what? Faith. 
faith is the door to this work, this finished work of Christ. It's there in the epistle. Apart from looking at how it is impossible to please him. No, no, no. He said the access to the works of grace is faith. Praise the Lord. So I said that to say that so for the ordinary believer, the door is open. But the fact that the door is open does not mean that the believer is walking through the open doors. And that will explain why he will talk like this here. Praise the Lord. And he said to them, he said, this is, so God says the one who is holy, hallelujah, amen. If there's one attribute of God <laughs> that's above everyone, believe me, is holiness. Because that's the first thing that happens, to, I mean, that, that comes to the heart of every Christian when you talk of God, as it were. He said, oh, from the one who is holy, the one who is true, hello, hello. So, and usually when he's speaking to a church, he will come with some qualities. They will describe him by that quality. And what, and the instruction he gives to the church will be tailored after the qualities that. So whether it's the church in Smyrna, the church in Pergamos, he will say something, they will say something about his character that he will use to instruct that church. So here he's dealing with the church and said, he who is holy, he who is true, he who holds the key. And now he turns to them. He said, see, and he said, I know your works. Hello? Hallelujah. Yeah. I who opens no one shot and who shot no one opens. And I said, I know your works. And let me start with that quickly. I was, in the, I was thinking about it. I said, basically, I know your works means that it's not just what you are saying or your action. It's your motive. I know why you are doing what you are doing. Now, in the physical, you may not know why I do what I do. Hello. A lot of times, like the Greek bearing gifts, they are coming, but they have another motive. So you are excited and say, oh, wow, thank you very much. Ah, but no, he's smiling because you are swallowing a bait. But God knows the intent of the heart from a distance. So he knows when before I begin to say, oh, good morning, oh, you are looking beautiful, hallelujah. Is it just the fact that she's looking beautiful and I'm just trying to encourage her? Or is it because I am planning to steal something from her so I've got to make her comfortable? But you see, the one with whom we are dealing, the Bible says, all things lie naked before him. I was thinking of it in the morning and it just dawned on me. I said, Jesus had 12 disciples. Come on, church. And one of them was never with Jesus. He was with him in the physical, but he was distant from Jesus. And now it would be wrong for us to assume that Jesus didn't design him. He knew. And if anything, he even chose him to be the treasurer. Hmm. Only Jesus can do that. Believe in me. Because the Bible said, he always stole from the treasury. And Jesus now chose him to be the treasurer, to keep the treasury. And for three and a half years, he walked like every other person with Jesus. As a matter of fact, when he was sending out the twelve, Judas was among them that went. Judas cast out demons. Judas laid down on the sick. Judas got provisions with miraculously. Judas walked with Jesus and saw everything. But Jesus knew that his heart was not with him. I'm talking of the quality true. 
So he is true. So when he says, I know your work, you watch where he's going. By the time I finish with what he said about them. Remember the time that the woman with the alabaster flask came with the very costly oil and came to Jesus and was worshipping Jesus because worship is your entire life. Worship is not apart from your substance. It's not apart from your gifts. It's not apart from your family. Worship is everything. So she came and broke it at the feet of Jesus. Guess what? The disciples were furious and it was Judas that opened his mouth. He said, this thing should have been so forced. Can you imagine how expensive it's been wasted? As far as Judas was concerned, that was a wasteful act. But then, before God, that was a worshipful act. Can you see? Because the woman that came with the alabaster box came with a heart of worship. Now, you may condemn my style, but if only you just lean a little bit into the spirit, you discover that I am giving my best to him. But there is he who knows the intent of the heart from a distance. His name is Jesus. No wonder when he would describe himself to that church, he say, he who is holy, he who is true. So how does that relate to the church? He said to the church, I know your works. So what do you know, Jesus. He said, your strength is small. You have kept my word. You have not denied my name. That is, with your limitations, you are giving me the best you can. I know you would that your best can measure much more. But you are giving your best. Now, if we are going to judge by human standard and compare with many others, you are nowhere. There are people who are far superior to you when it comes to this stuff. But he says, you are the best. Remember when he said, the publican came to give money? Hello? And the Pharisee came to give money. They were both in the service like this. And by the time the publican came, what he had was too small. It was a shame to be seen with that. But that was all she had. And so she looked around and looked around and kind of covered it and was telling him, say, I love you and I give to worship you, oh my soul. Wow. Rejoice. Take joy. On what? Tenkobo. In what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet. That was his attitude. He dropped it and he was going away. Not knowing that there was the Pharisee that was there and was saying, you see, I brought you some things here, God. I'm not like that publican who's sitting there. And God was saying, thank you to you, Pharisee, and thank you to you, publican. But you see, he will assess you and reward you according to the motives of your heart. And that's why Jesus said, do you know that woman gave much more 
How can she give father inside? You're saying she gave much, much more. I know your works. It's not so much in what is given, it's the heart. It's a, it was a heart of worship. So you see, to the church in Philadelphia, I know you would have done much more, but you are limited by your strength. Is it your academic exposure? Or your professional exposure? Or your earning ability? I know you would have done much more. But you see, what you have done, oh, that is, I, you touch my heart. So I know your limitations. I know your weaknesses. I know your strength. I know you are a lover. That's why what I'm going to do, or what I'm doing right now with you, I, I'm opening the door. The door to do more. So you know what the door means? I am giving you the capacity, the enablement. I'm empowering you. Because I know that the more you have, the more you will do. I can feel your heart. So what is open door? Empowerment, supernaturally, endowment, capability in the name of Jesus. And that this affects every area of your life as a Christian. That is every bit of your testimony. So in order, for example, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Or you go and be my witnesses. Now, the age we are in sometimes can be difficult, much more abroad. But you see what he says? He sees your heart. He said, I'm going to open doors for you. Amen. What if you get into the bus or the train and everybody is wondering, what kind of man is this? What if they begin to like, uh, so what do you do? And all you want to say is good morning. And they are convinced or convicted. And they begin to cry. We've heard it before in history. We're still happening in Nigeria today. Church, can I tell you? This is the real time. Your Christian quality is about to explode. In the name of Jesus. You will not need to impress. God will impress people with who you are. In the name of Jesus. Doors to the hearts of men are flinging open. Doors to receive the word. He said, you have not denied my name. You are never ashamed of me. You know what Paul said? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because I have come to know that it is the power of God unto salvation. Today, people are intimidated into becoming ashamed of that name. So I'm opening the door. I am opening the door. Or I have opened the door. All that is required of you is to believe me enough and take the first step. And watch me. See the Spirit of God. God is about to surprise you with yourself. In the year 2017, in the name of Jesus. See, cities will open to you. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. Nations will fling open to you. In the name of Jesus. You haven't seen anything yet. You are talking leadership of the nation. You'll be surprised when you hear that. It's the brother that sat behind you on Sunday. Because God has opened the door. 
In the name of Jesus. Oh, some may be saying, Pastor, if only you know the problems I'm going through, my challenges are such that there are some habits that really hold me down. But God knows that you are battling the habit. You don't like it. You wish that you are more. He says, I know your works. I know your strength is small. The door is open. That means in the name of Jesus, you will shake the habit this year. Oh, You will shake it and you will excel in the name of Jesus. In other words, what you used to be afraid of, you don't need to be afraid of it anymore. Amen. Where you failed in previous years, don't let the memories of them trouble you anymore. One door is shut forever. One door is open perpetually. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And when Jesus, the creator, opens a door, tell me the creature that will close it. For many, I want, to, I want my Christian testimony to be strong. But to see, but to see. Remember Paul said the same thing in Romans chapter 7? He said, the good I want to do, I don't do. The bad I don't want to do is what I get me done. But he didn't stop it there. He said, but thanks be to God that through his son, Jesus Christ. So Jesus becomes the door. They escape from every hold of the devil. Glory be to God in the highest. And that's why I'm saying to you today, the same Jesus said, I know your strength. But I've opened the door. So if you have been walking in a belief or conviction that you will never attain certain things in your life, I want you to know that open doors mean there are no impossibilities. Is somebody hearing me? Glory be to God. No impossibilities in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. I know your work. See. So the see, you know, we talked about that before, is you've got to see the door for yourself. I have opened it, but you've got to see it. Glory be to God in the highest. You know, in 1 Corinthians 69, Paul was writing, he said, see, a great and effective door is open to me, but there are many adversaries. But you see, that's where you have to be able to see. If you are not careful, all you are seeing is the adversary. And you are still fighting where the victory is won. The fact that adversaries are there does not mean that you are called to come and fight them. Establish yourself. Amen. See the open door. Amen. Give the necessary command and walk through the door. Amen. But if you don't know the door is open or you don't see the door, then you'll be busy fighting them. Uh-uh. You don't fight defeated army. And unfortunately, most of our prayers is praying, is fighting the defeated foe. Because what he has done is what we are begging him to do again. He has done it. The door is open. The season is here. He didn't make the season. He controls the season. He's brought the season. It's the season of your victory. It's the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the season of your breakthrough. Oh, yes. It's the the season of your overcoming. And he made the season. He didn't make the season. So the season of your failure has passed. But now that you are in your season, then it's important that you do what? Walk into your seas. Glory be to God in the highest. Sometimes you wonder why people just love you. Don't you know that the door that is open is called the door of favor? Favor with God and with man. Oh, oh, how do you, look, 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 how do you think? You think God will just rain everything from heaven? Yes, agreed, but he will stir up people and will use them to point to the door. They will give you what you don't deserve. 
or at least you think you don't deserve but which God has already qualified you for and if that be the case he will give you the wisdom to handle it for some people you know that you see the door but you are afraid you think I won't be able to you won't be able I think I can't handle that door if God opens the door isn't he your wisdom Come on, 1 Corinthians 1.24. 1 Corinthians 1.30. The problem is, we recognize that he opens the door, then we think, we've got to pass through that door and we've got to open it ourselves, or we're going to keep it open ourselves. No, 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 you're making a mistake. Just walk through. I'm reminded of when he said to Moses, he said, why are you standing there, there, crying to me? I know they're telling your source, but why are you crying? Tell the children of Israel to what? Go forward. They were standing by the sea. No antecedent of the parting of a sea before. But he says, I will go before you. He has told them, I will guide you. And he's been guiding them by the pillar, by the, the pillar of cloud by the day and the fire by the night. And now they go to the Red Sea and they started despairing. And he had settle them. I said, look, watch and see the miracle of God today. And he was now talking. God said, ah, did I hear you well? Why don't you give instruction? Now I'm getting somewhere. Moses, we are going to the promised land. So, is it the Red Sea that will be a problem? Tell them, go. And Moses, you will part the sea. God didn't say I will part the sea. Moses, you will part the sea by stretching your rod. So Moses said, go forward. We are waiting for your action. The door is open. And you want to learn a lesson here? You You don't want to stand there recounting the difficulties that you have gone through. You don't want to stand there recounting how impossible it is to go forward. Your creator says the door is open. What does that mean? Go forward. This year, in the name of Jesus, anywhere you are under the sound of my voice, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I decree and I charge you, go forward. That amen is not impressive. I say go forward. In the name of Jesus, go forward. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. I know you. I know where you need strength. I know where you need encouragement. The door is opened. You see, and I told them how he arrived at it. How? Your strength is small, which you have been dealing with. But look at it, really. When your strength is small, that is not adequate for a thing. And he's telling you that you are the winner. Can't you see grace? So what he's saying is that don't depend on your natural strength, your natural ability, your natural intellect. Because you yourself, George, you can't catch it. But I am going to go walk you through. I like the way God thinks. So what we are saying now is to trust him. So your strength is small. Say, you have kept my word. Can I deal with that quickly? As we're about to close. You have kept my word. 
I, I, I looked through scriptures. I realized that when there are impossibilities, what God does is that he finds a way to introduce his word. When there's despondency, when there is fear, when there's hopelessness, he looks for a way to introduce his word. It's amazing. In Genesis, when there was no man on earth as it were, he himself spoke. And the Bible says, he says, let there be light. And when God says let, it's because the capacity is already there. One man of God was ministering and said, when God talks to creation, creation does not reply in opposition. No. But of all his creation, the only one that tries to think and reply negative is man. Darkness obey. Animals obey. Birds obey. Reptiles obey. Beasts obey. But because man is made his image after his likeness and given the power of free will, the man sometimes will now rationalize and say, but I can't, I don't have, I am this, I am that. Have you ever heard the goat talking to God that way? So somebody, some person said, isn't it amazing that we so much enjoy this free will and then we tune it against God's will? But this year, your will will align with his will. You are going through in the name of Jesus. Nothing physical, nothing emotional, nothing spiritual will be able to stop you in the name of Jesus. Can I shout it over this house again? The door is open in the name of Jesus. Trouble in your family? I said the door is open. The door of peace. Uh, I said lack in your life? The door is open. The door of peace. I said fear. Failure, the door is open. The door of victory. The door of victory. The door of boldness. The door of courage. In the name of Jesus. Uh, he says, when I open a door, nothing can shut it. I'm waiting to celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. So he said, you have kept my word. But look at this word again. He will speak it and it will come to pass. He will speak it and it will come to pass. And I'm reminded quickly, when he appointed Joshua after Moses, he said, look, to these people, you will share out the land, share out for them their inheritance. Joshua understood what he was saying. And Joshua was still thinking, which man living can take over from Moses? Those shoes were too big. Too big. He said, I am with you, like I was with Moses. See, hear me. To these people, he was not suggesting. He wasn't saying you will try to. He wasn't saying you may. He said, to these people, you will. Then he now gave him the secret. He says, before then, he says, see, let me tell you, this is the extent. But hear me, because I am talking to you this way, and because I'm telling you what I have made you, no man shall be able to stand before you. Yeah. All the days of your life, yeah. there is no planning or plotting of men that will stop you. Yeah. There is no imagination or machination of the devil that will stop you. Yeah. There is no enchantment, there is no divination. There is no spell. There's no sorcery that will work against you. Why? I am with you. To these people, you will. That was his assignment. That was why he was born. That was why he was created. Let me say to you quickly now, and let me address your assignment in life in the name of Jesus. Because man didn't give you the assignment. Because circumstance didn't create the assignment for you. Because God created you to accomplish this purpose. I don't know what your purpose is, but it's a good one. I say, no man will stop you in the name of Jesus. 
You will fulfill your mandate in life in the name of Jesus. You will reach your peak in life in the name of Jesus. You will finish well in the name of Jesus. The door is open. You may be seated. So I was reminded, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. And he says, anywhere the soles of your feet will tread upon, I feel the fire. It's just for your possession. There is no room for timidity. That's why he will remind him several times, between verses 1 and 9, he said, be strong and be very courageous. Refuse any intimidation. Have I not commanded you? Or rather, the next verse says, only be strong and be very courageous. In verse 9, have I not commanded you to be strong and be courageous? That's for another day. We'll be dealing with that. Because if there's open door and you lack the courage, what are you talking about? He now said, the secret is this. This word, remember, you have kept my word. This book of the law, short of saying, this word of God shall not depart from where? I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. Oh, what does that mean? Speak it all the time. Use it in, use it in, use it in pleasing your wife. Use it in instructing your children. Use it in guiding and instructing your employees. Let it become your everyday tool. So when I'm talking, say, you know, guys, the door is opened. So I know, so why don't you do this? You know, but remember, the door is opened. Speak it. Don't speak the lie of the devil. It will not depart out of your mouth. They shall what? How? When? Day and night. Only on Sunday mornings. Only when we call anointing service. When do you meditate in this word, day and night? So let it be basis of your planning every day, every week, every month. The door is open. Jesus has opened the door. Which cannot be shot by any creature in the name of Jesus. Put it in your mouth. Meditate there in the night. So you can observe to do according to all that is written there. Then what will be the result? You will what? You will what? You will be prosperous and have what? Good. When God says success is good, then hi. I declare over your life. 2017, your year of good success. I say in the name of Jesus, regardless of what might have been or may be, it's your year of good success. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. But what's the secret? Don't let my word depart from your mouth. So now you can see why he said, see, the only thing I can, in fact, the least I can do for you is open the door. Why? You have kept my word. The door is open. And I'm reminded too. Hello. Paul writing to Timothy. He said, see, these things that I've written to you, Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them. So that what will happen? That your prosperity or your profiting or your progress may be known to everyone. No, I'm not going to be impressing anybody. I will just keep his word. He said, my progress will be read and be known to everyone. How? Meditating on my word. 
I'll give you one more scripture. You know why the word does that? Because nothing can stop it. Because when you introduce the word, he said it will, it will pierce through. He's able to even get in between the soul and the spirit, which tangibly I can't touch. He's able to go in between the bone marrow. Hebrews chapter 4 is quicker, is sharper than any two-edged sword. So when you introduce it, it's unstoppable. I'll give you one scripture. Everybody shall blessed. That's how the book of Psalms open. So you can see the intention of God's heart from the beginning of the book. This book will bless you. It will turn every curse in your life to blessings. It will turn every stagnation into blessings. Somebody shall blessed. That's the way the book opened. Blessed is who? The man. Not blessed is the goat. Blessed is the man. Which man? Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly? Who stands not in the way of sinner? Who sits not in the seat of discomfort? Now look at where I'm going. But who's the light? Where is the light? In the law of the Lord. Where is his delight? In the word of God. What will happen? And then he does what? Meditates. How? Day and night. So what will happen? He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Ho, 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 ho. Bring you forth his fruit in his own seal. No devil will defy your season. Ah, some people's season have already started. In the name of Jesus. I see some people's season has started. Your gestation period has started to count. And this year we will celebrate. In the name of Jesus. Tell the neighbor, say the door is open. (laughs) What does it mean to be planted by the rivers of water? On the surface is drought. On the surface, everything is dry. On the surface, there is nothing happening, but your roots are in the waters. There may be nothing on any tree around. You will bring forth your fruit without delay. In the name of Jesus, your leaves will not wither. You will finish well. In the name of Jesus. But what's the secret? The light, the lightning in the world, meditating any day and night. Hello, glory be to God in the highest. All right, let me go back to Joshua. What about Joshua? After God did this to Joshua, by the time God finished his instruction in chapter in verse nine, verse ten, Joshua said, "Elders." Can you run through the crowd and tell them to prepare their victuals? The first sentence or the first instruction that will come out of the mouth of Joshua after taking over, he said, tell them, say, prepare your victuals because in three days you are crossing this Jordan. You see how to walk through the open door? Joshua, how will you cross Jordan? Do you have, the, do you have a rod like Moses? Given that you saw Moses, Moses had a rod. God told him, hey, part the sea and he stretched his rod. But hey, so what's your confidence, Joshua? He told me nothing will stop me. He told me to be courageous and to be strong. 
He told me unto these people. And no, so nobody of water will now stop me. Yes, Jordan, and then the fortified city of Jericho. He said, tell them three days. Can I prophesy to somebody here today? Three days. In the name of Jesus, three days. I said three days. Depending on the gestation, three weeks, three months. I won't say three years. This year. In the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Now sit down. Your assignment, take them across. And these are my promises to you. You can see the obstacle straight away. But let me tell you, I am with you. Let me tell you, nothing will stop you. No man can stop you. Let me tell you, as I was with Moses, I'm with you. Be strong. Three days. The Bible says, after three days. After three days, he gathered them together. Then God started to give instructions. Don't you know the instructions do not come until you take the first step? Or you take the first step, the next instruction does not come. You can't stay there being afraid. If God says, come, come. Peter, if you, are, if you are Jesus, tell me to come. Come, Peter. Peter got out and took the first step. He took second, took the oh, yeah. He walked on the sea. Somebody will walk in impossible places this year. What if I sink? Oh, when he took his eyes off Jesus and took his eyes off the word as it were, because the word was come. He took his eyes off the word, took his eyes off Jesus, and he saw the trouble, he began to sink. But even then, he still spoke the word. What? Help me, master. He stretched forth his hand and picked him up. You will not sink. In the name of, I say you cannot sink. So what is that telling you? This year is a year to dare. Based on the word of God, we are going to be very, very dead. If you believe, shout hallelujah. Hey! Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Then I want to end it this way. Can these bones leave? He said, Lord, you know. He said, okay, let me tell you what I want to do. I will, I will nourish them. I will give them sinew. I will cover them with flesh and skin. I will stand them up a mighty army. This is the household of Israel. So what are you going to do now? Now that you know what I'm going to do with these dry bones that are lifeless, you are going to prophesy. Now you know that I've shown you the door that I've opened and what I'm going to achieve. And I'm going to do it through you. So what are you going to do? Prophesy. Like Mary, she prophesied. Let it be to me. According to your word. I've never seen a woman getting pregnant without a man. But since you said it, and you are from God, and this is God's will, let it be. That was the end of the story. Somebody is about to prophesy now. Are you ready? This is not like any other year. This is my year. Jesus has opened the door. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by his spirit. It's not by reason of strength that anybody prevails. Uh, it's not to spear and, uh, and, 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 and javelin that God saves. Hallelujah. And so I am confident of what he has said. The door is open before me this year. The door is open before this house this year. Open your mouth. Begin to prophesy. They say, prophesy to these bones. And as I prophesy, there was a noise. There was a rattling. Come on, cause a noise by your prophecy today. In the name of Jesus. God has spoken. And so shall it be. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
no man will be able to stand against you Amen. all the days of your life Amen. the door is opened in the name of Jesus no sorcery no enchantment Amen. no divination Amen. no spare against you will prosper in the name of Jesus everywhere the source of your fear will tread upon it becomes your possession in the name of Jesus it's a year of great possibilities supernatural breakthroughs in the name of Jesus I say in the place of death there will be multiple lives in the name of Jesus in the place of lack there will be abundance of lies in the name of Jesus in the place of fear there will be courage there will be boldness in the name of Jesus it's your year go forth in the name of Jesus come on give him praise give him praise give him praise give him praise Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't forget, your starting point, it is finished. In the name of Jesus. Your starting point, the door is open. In the name of Jesus. Before you despair, hit it with that. And let's see whether the devil can stand it. Don't let this word depart out of your mouth. Maintain a good confession. Prophesy. And the prophecy there is not, I see your future. No, 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 no. The prophecy there is calling forth, causing it to happen. That's how God says it. He speaks it to be. That's the New Testament. That's prophecy. Foretelling. So I'm waiting for your testimonies. In the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.